Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We have another win to talk about for the mighty red and whites against another of the fancy teams in the division. It was Oxford last week. It was Peterborough this week. Seven points from nine. We're all really positive here. I'm joined by Chris Weatherspoon and Mickey Love. Hello. All right. And Gareth's here as well, of course. Um, And while I am saying that we are going to be positive and I think some fans and some broadcasters have been extremely negative over this result which we or over the performance rather which we'll get into we do want to just point out that we are still very much hashtag Donald out and it hasn't gone unnoticed by us and probably thousands of Sunderland fans uh, that the under 23s have lost to Leeds under 23s today and Sam Greenwood scored a hat-trick for Leeds to remind people he was one of the young kids who was pushed out of the club for a relatively small price, I think it's fair to say, considering he never made a first-team game for Arsenal, did he? And competitively, anyway. And uh, Leeds have now stumped up a million quid for him. It's a player who could be at our first team now if um, they had, in fact, used our academy properly and looked at the big picture instead of selling him and others just to keep the club afloat. They can't afford to run the club and we want them to sell up as soon as possible. Anybody else got anything else to add right. to that? I mean, that's a good start. I know we're getting sued and we're not even two minutes in. It's a new record. Sued for what? Uh, no, 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 I didn't see anything there. I'm sorry, I thought, I thought the way it worked with this was you, you tell the truth, but they're still trying to sue you. Oh, okay, all right. right. Yeah. Oh, well, right. speaking okay. from experience well, there, Chris. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll plead the fifth. What I'll do is I, I will just clarify that... Um, one theory is that these players have been sold to run the club um, because it seems like the money isn't coming in from elsewhere. Yeah, one theory, my opinion. OK, right. Nothing else to add on that. Not you, Chris, because you could be here all day. Yeah, any, any, Gareth or Michael, do you have anything else? Do you have <laughs> anything else to... Any comments to spread on that? I'm just trying to, um, I'm just trying to share it out so they don't just come after me. Well, I mean, if we put the twenty million back into the club, we wouldn't have any running cost issues, would we? Oh, there? that's worse, lads. Yes, are you listening? Yes, are you listening? That's, that's worse. That's worse. Focus your focus your attention elsewhere. <laughs> Gareth, you got any anything to say? No. <laughs> no. Oh, you 
bloody chicken. Right, no, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you've said because my net connection is terrible and you keep on breaking oh, up. So yeah. that all, that all, it's that gonna, all when I say it's right. true, so this is going to be an interesting one. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm just going to style it out. Right, okay. Well, you, you sit back and don't say anything and the rest of us will have a conversation about the match. Um, I... I, I <laughs> The first place to start is this is a good result against a side who was fancy to go up, and that's the second week in a row, and uh, another clean sheet. Is that for any... It's not good just nodding your head, it's not good just nodding your head, it's not good just nodding your head, lads, when you say something. It's a a conundrum, (laughs) isn't it, really, like when you get that... We're talking about the Bristol Rovers game and saying how... You know, there was an argument that would created enough to win the game but we didn't win the game people were saying well you know people, you can say we played well or say we created chances but we didn't win the game and that's not good enough and then when we played the way we did on Saturday against the team who were demonstrably better than that opposition and I thought they were better, much better than Oxford um, and we win the game in the manner we did there's still obviously criticism saying well yeah we won the game but so you know I think as I always say with the 10 game thing I think that's going to be the the measurement for me looking at it and seeing where we are there in terms of assessing things if we play like that for you know for the next 7 games and we win another 6 and draw the other 2 then I think people won't care yeah I I agree I agree with Gareth I mean I think um, I think you can look at it two ways I I mean my performance wise I didn't think the performance was great, but I also didn't think Petersburg's performance was great. Um, no, and you, you, when a performance is great, you factor in the ability of the other team yeah, as exactly. well. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, I think spot on in that. Like Peterborough, I mean, I was surprised how bad Oxford were last week. Um, um, I thought I thought they were really really poor. To be honest, I thought. Look, I've seen I've seen a few things like about like uh, Peterborough. Some people, I'm sure I've seen a couple of people saying Peterborough should have been out of sight at half time, stuff like that. And I just, Nonsense. yeah, I just I didn't really, I didn't really get that. I mean, they had okay, they had a couple of chances. Um, they hit the hit the bar, um, and yeah, okay, like uh, Clark Harris scuffed one, but there was never like a point where I thought, oh, these are really on top. Of it. I, I'll be honest, un- until until we score. I mean, I think I said I said it in the the group chat. I said. We'll probably nick one here, but it's been a pretty crap game, and I, and I think that was it. But there's two ways of looking at it. You can complain, yeah, okay, the performance wasn't very good, and it's a bit worrying, which I can't understand. I fully agree with Gareth that we need to get ten games in before we know exactly where we're at. But on the flip side, there is that argument that if you're not playing very well and you're winning games, and like like we've said, I mean, look, they were there and Oxford were like kind of pre-season sort of favourites to go up. Like it might be that people have got that wrong and these aren't going to be one of the harder teams we play this season but we can't say that yet and like I said when the fixtures came out I said well, we should hopefully get a measure of what we're like from three of the first four games and I meant these two just gone and the one coming up this weekend we've won two out of the three so look I get I get the concerns about the, the performance and obviously we'll, we'll, we'll delve a bit deeper and I, I think like I do have concerns about us going forward. I think I think we look quite solid at the back. I think it's attacking that we're going to have issues, but ultimately, it it's it's very early to judge. And I think it's a result. It's probably cliche, but it is a results based thing. And let's be fair as well. 
when we hired this manager, no one was expect. I know we actually we actually played some for a spell earlier this year, but no one was expecting free free flowing football. It was it was always expected to be quite functional, and it was basically like just get out of the division. Now, it might not be pretty to watch, and I didn't particularly enjoy watching on Saturday. But if if we do that, like for thirty games a season, we'll go up. So it's hard to criticise too much. I think from my perspective, the most pleasing part of Saturday was it probably shows that we've got a better strength in depth than I think we thought going into the season. I think if somebody had said to you before we played any pre-season games that Josh Scoward and Grant Ledbetter would be our midfield for the, a large chunk of that game and we'd beat Peterborough, I think people would have disbelieved you. And I think that also comes on to the point that we've made about maybe overrating other teams to a certain degree. And when players sorry, when teams make signs at this level, I think there's a tendency to say, oh, well, we should have been in for that player. He's going to do this, he's going to do that. I mean, if Johnson Clark Harrison missed a chance that he missed for them on Saturday, he'd, we'd be absolutely like kind of tearing into him as a fan base. And I think if he'd had the slow start that he's had, people would have been disappointed. So, no, I think Saturday was a very pleasing result against a team who, whatever we think of them, are fancied to be up there come the end of the season. And it really doesn't matter how you do win the games and get over the line. I would take um, 30 of them games this season if it means we get promoted because at the end of the day we just need to get out of this league and it doesn't really matter how we do it and, 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 and barring a, a bit of a freakish goalkeeping mistake in the first game we, we, we would have nine points on board and I think it is shall we acknowledge that Lee Burge has looked quite solid since mm. since that little dodgy spell in the first um, game he hasn't has, has has looked solid has he? he no well right okay <laughs> maybe not solid <laughs> Maybe not solid, but I think it's very. This is League One. Mm, this is League One. This is League One. Yeah, I'm but, sorry. Um, this is yeah, this but, is League. This is League One. In relative terms, he hasn't been worrying me. He's, he's looked shaky on odd occasions, and every every keeper and every every team we play looks the same. Well, I, I, I don't. I disagree. I, I think I don't think that goalkeepers parry shots into the middle of the box um, that are from thirty yards that don't look particularly threatening. Um, like usually goalkeepers tip them around I think, well, I think, well, I think you're overdoing the abilities Stephen, of goalkeepers at this level massively I, I, there I, I'm probably possibly agreeing that he is similar to the rest of the league but I would say that that's still a, that's a downgrade on what we previously had it is it is it is but when he started the season oh, like he started worse. the season yeah, he did he did do, do you know think, what I mean I, I think because like, we, we were thinking we were thinking like stale sort yeah. of but, uh, levels uh, 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 or Lee Camp sort of levels I think a lot of his mannerisms on Saturday and how erratic he looked was a little bit Jason Steele-esque I'm not just trying to be all negative but I've just called it as I say it and I think like Gareth said the way he palmed the ball back to the danger area was very poor from Vaffrey kick where he almost dived past it and if Clark Harris had followed that shot in on Saturday and put it in the back of the net you're putting that down to a goalkeeper error so I think to see Solid's maybe a little bit of a stretch, but he kept so, okay, solid was <laughs> Solid was probably the wrong word. I acknowledge. Not as terrifying, um, maybe, is the, the language you want to use. No, I no, think... I, I disagree. I, I think you deserve some credit for, for, for pulling around. I think you're doing, I think you're really, really overdoing the ability of, of, of keepers in this league. And I, I acknowledge what Chris is saying. Now, yes, it's a downgrade on last year, but look at where our keeper last season is now playing and what he's doing. That wasn't really that was wasn't really the norm. And yes, ideally we would have replaced him with somebody that level. But I just think, from a personal point of view as well, you know he's 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 derailed he derailed that game, didn't he? By by doing that, and I, I 
you know, I, I think he does personally look a lot more show, and I just think it's worth acknowledging personally. And I am. Um, I'm not saying he, in a minority. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm obviously in a minority of one. I'm not saying he was terrible. It's 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 just I'm not convinced. Maybe it's just because we had because we had um, you know John McLaughlin last year. I'm not. I'm. You know he wouldn't. He I, when wouldn't, you say he pushed the, like when you mentioned he pushed, he pushed the ball back, I acknowledge that. But you you can't tell me that even when you watch match of the day or Premier League games, the Premier League keepers sometimes don't do that because they do. And yes, they shouldn't be doing yeah, it, but, but it happens. Like it happens times. in the championship. It happens in the championship often. I think we're doing. I think we're really. And the, and, the, and this is the thing that and it is difficult, and it's similar to the, there was an incident in the second half when. Um, the cross came and I can't remember if it was a corner or just a cross and Charlie Wake was behind the defender and everybody was thinking oh you've got to put yourself in front of the defender and go and attack that header because it was a great cross in and then you think but he obviously the League One strikers maybe don't have the ability to do that and it looks easy for us to sit and watch a Premier League game on a morning and see a Premier League striker Morpy or somebody getting in in front of his man and heading it in and then you just think we're in League One and maybe Maybe if he could do that, yeah, but not not every striker in League One is is standing on the heels, like not waiting for a ball. Anyway, we've we've won the game. We're like talking about being positive, and then we've just like, you know, I was trying to be actually. You know, Lee Lee Burge is not going to shag you, Stephen. Like ultimately, the way you're going on, you've got absolutely no way of knowing that at all. Right? Um, sorry, go on. Well, no, but. You know, I don't want people listening to this and think, "Oh God, they're like Lane and Lee Burge or anything." I do. You know, it's not as, as I said before; it's not been as terrifying as it was for that first, you know, three minutes of the the season. And we have only and the defense is a unit, and that we've conceded one goal this season from open play, and that was what ninety hundred and eighty, nearly what two hundred and two hundred and seventy five, two hundred and eighty minutes ago. If you include all the time yeah. added on, etc. So. And other clubs will be looking. And what I would going back to the point where we said, you know, Peterborough pre-season favourites as we were in Oxford. And it's only three games, but if you look at the way it started, and we've played two of those teams, those fancy teams, people who were tipping to go at the top two and go up automatically, we've won those games, and they're out of the way now, and those points are in the bag, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, you know, we've got to worry about playing them again down the line, um, and they'll be thinking we've missed an opportunity. So, from that perspective, it's good. And I would say also, of the pre-season favourites, um, we've, of the ones who were sort of tipped, we've started the better of all of them. So, you know... The, Ipswich, Ipswich, keep an eye on Ipswich and Doncaster, I think. Um, the, the, t- the team selection was interesting, just, just, just sort of taking it back to the start of that. Of that. Um, he's given his strikers one game each, isn't he? It seems like he's, you know, Charlie White comes in now. So Graham started the game before that, and then White's in. Um, he's not really given any of them a, a run of games to try and uh, and get a goal score and run going, which you would suggest a striker needs. I think I heard him after the game reference the fact that he wanted, he was keen to get White in the team because he started Gooch and they like linked up quite well last season when we had that really good run of form. So I can kind of see his rationale behind that to an extent, but I did think that that Mike was fairly poor and I think the strikers 
is actually a little bit of a concern because you look at the goal return of both White and Grigg and it's, it's not the most encouraging in the world and if we still aren't adapting our game to suit Grigg then it could be a worry going forward the strikers but I think Parkinson at the minute he's very much picking a striker to suit the opposition we're playing rather than thinking I'm going to give a striker like a run of games I think that I think my biggest concern is um, is going forward like I think um yeah, the results the results have been good, especially the last two. But I think a theme of the entire season has been um, that the strikers they're just not involved. Um, they're really not involved in the game at all. Like, and that's that's three three games now where that's been the case, and, and it is a worry because I think um, they look. At, I think we do look really solid at the back and. Um, Keep keep the likes of like Bailey Wright fitting now. We shouldn't be too far away on that basis, but it is a concern how ineffectual we we look up front. And I, I think I I get your point around like um, giving each one a go and that. But my opinion is I I just don't think he's got any interest in giving Grigg a go, like a proper go. I know he started the season, but I mean, he didn't even get off the bench on Saturday, and it's um, I just I find it I find it baffling. To be honest, um, he's he's a striker who he's shown that if you play if you play to his strengths, he will score goals in this league. And he looked sharp in pre-season when he played, and I, it almost feels like he got that chance in the first game. We barely, we didn't play to his strengths, and then he he's out on his ear, and it's like, well, he's had his chance, he's not getting back in. Like, I mean, well, he had a goal disallowed in that game, didn't he? So I know, but you know what I mean. Like, at the start, so if that counts, and you know, well, yeah, he has that, to play in the next game, doesn't he? Like you say, it's a bit harsh giving him sixty minutes to to do something, and then it's like, oh well, you haven't. I mean, I don't know what he expected him to do. I mean, in the second in the second half, actually, he, he got in behind about three or four times with some good runs off the shoulder in the channels. Um, I would say of the three games we've played in the league this season, Griggs been notable. Whereas in the, I don't think the other strikers have particularly no, stood haven't. out. I mean, O'Brien has been present, and you've noticed him. Yeah, but he's he hasn't he hasn't exactly hit the ground running, has he? Yeah, I mean, and the, I found Parkinson's like explanation for why he played Wake a little bit baffling. Um, but he was on about he's on about like pressing them and putting the pressure on and that and you're like like look look White works hard like one thing you can't you can't ever level at him is that he doesn't put the effort in he does he does press he does, he does press well flow. like he's not I, I my frustration with him is that he does press well but the amount of fouls he yeah. gives away it, when a defender's next to the corner flag and you and you can see it coming a mile off and you're saying. Don't fell, don't fell, and everybody's thinking about every single goalkeeper who's played behind them at whatever level. Mick, you've probably shouted it a few times yourself. Don't fell them, don't fell them, yeah. and he, he and he goes and he just knocks yeah. them over, and, and it's it just it's insane. It it's insanely it frustrating. The point of him putting the pressure on in the first place, don't it? Because it completely it immediately relieves the pressure for them. And I just like look, I, I think I think White comes in for some over the top stick at times. I do, but I, I agree. I but agree. I don't with think. In my opinion, he wouldn't. Neither him nor Graham would be the ones that would be your preference. Uh, but I've not really seen much from this manager to suggest that he feels uh, the same way, which I find I find disappointing. And I honestly do think that if you get a bit of creativity in the middle and play Greg the way he's meant to, like that, 
that would help our attacking woes, so to speak. I think. I, I think, think. Sorry, Gareth. No, go no, you, no. Go on, Biggie. You go first. I just think I don't fitness permitting. I don't have a huge issue with Danny Graham like leading the line on a regular basis because I think that in the games that he's played, I know he hasn't had a huge amount of football, but I just think some of his touches and some of his link-up play is at a little bit of a higher level than Wyke and what we're used to. So I don't really have too much of a problem with Graham because he does use his experience well and he like wins three kicks really well. Um, but like you say, it is a little bit disappointing to see like Greg not being utilised in the way that he could be. Yeah, I would I would agree on that. Actually, Mickey on on Graham, and I don't mind us bringing Danny Graham in, but at the same time, it's kind of complicated things in that area. Um, so, which isn't a bad thing, but the problem is if you've got this other body in there, and there's a couple of things I would say is, you know, you we complained. That last season he was too rigid in his approach. This season he's been the complete opposite, so we can't really complain in that respect. And I don't mind that horses for courses approach personally. If he's got these options, I would like to see Grig a bit higher up the pecking order based on his performance pre-season. Personally, yeah, I, I, I get. I just, I just feel like he's, he's 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 trying these different options up front, hoping that something clicks and our, our quality around the fi- our quality around the field is getting through feel, the games. The I minute, don't feel like which that is encouraging against the opposition. Well, I don't feel like I don't feel like that when I watched it. Like I, I know what your point is, but I, I haven't felt like it's been. Well, I'll just try this and hope it works. I feel as though the decisions have been tactical which I haven't got a problem with what I would say is and what was abundantly clear in the first 25 minutes is what we're missing is what Peterborough had in terms of people like Smodix and Dembele who can carry the ball yeah. over distance quickly and if we had, maybe if we had a player like that in the squad as an option yeah that would that would give us that would bring the strikers into play a little bit more and, and, and we'd get more out of them. I think I think that is the thing that was the main takeaway for me from, you know, what have we got to fear in this league? I would say, you know, there's gonna be teams out there with with players who can we we've got players who can do what anybody else can do in any other team, yeah. but we haven't got that quick that quick ball carrying sort of person who's gonna commit defenders and create those opportunities. I think that's like my concern um, and why I'm especially keen to see where we are like 10 games in is that I feel like since we've come down this division we've 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 lacked kind of some sort of some real creativity through the middle and I think ball carriers is the right word Gareth like um, I don't know look, we're not going to bleed on about him but whoever's seen the highlights or watched some of the under 23 game today Look, I don't know it's an under twenty three game. It's against our under twenty threes, uh, but like Sam Greenwood, like it just looks effortless in that. And we've never really, I think Gooch is the closest we've got to that. And we saw last weekend that actually, yeah. if he gets if he gets a run at it, I mean, it it kind of looks straightforward, but it, it it sort of highlights that actually like teams in this division do struggle to defend against like direct players. We struggle to defend against direct players, but. We don't we don't really have them. We still haven't gone and signed them. And I think I think the reason look, I understand why he's gone and signed Graham. It's a one year deal, so I can just about get away with it. But I think the reason I was disappointed with it when it happened 
is not because I don't think Danny Gray will score goals at this level because I think he will but I think just it kind of points to the way we're going to play and it, it's almost as if like we we know in advance that it's going to be it's going to be a slog rather than we're not really I can't I can't really see us like looking to tear teams apart every week which look, maybe maybe I'm, I'm forgetting what's gone on the last two years but I, I just well, well, to be fair Chris like what I would say on that and I was thinking about this and, and you are right but I don't think we can use if you hold a mirror up to these games you can you look at last season where we had we played Ipswich in that run and we played Oxford um, and we approached those games very differently, even though we did it in, not in the terms of system, but in terms of approach within the same system. We approached those games very differently to when we played That's true. Lincoln, fair. Rochdale, and we did we did press on against Bristol Rovers. Yeah, we didn't probably get in behind enough, and I think that's personally down to the fact that we've dispensed with the two wider forwards and yeah. gone a bit narrow, which means that we can't get the full-backs to the line anymore because we, we're not playing those balls inside the full-backs where there's no link-up play down the wings like there was last season. And that's something that concerns me and we'll see what happens in the games against the, the weaker sides in the division down yeah. the line, I think. That's true. Um, but but I, think we haven't, I don't think we've got a big enough sample size against a variety of teams in this league to know, are we going to go racing out the blocks and be 3 yeah. up in, in half an hour against these teams that we're playing down the... You know that aren't teams you expect to be in the top six. We don't know. No, I think that's fair. I think the, I think the people who who were suggesting that like it's a bit hoof ball. I think that's exaggerated personally. I think he, I think he's encouraging them to knock, knock the ball about, but with with the option of going direct if if you yeah. need to. And 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 sometimes sometimes that is the right option. That's just a fact when you're playing football. That at times you can keep the ball all you want, but if you're centre forward who's capable of holding the ball up pulls away from his defender and gets himself a yard in the space, you give him the ball if you yeah, can reach him. That's you know, that's not that's not <laughs> that's nothing that we should, people should be concerned I don't know about. That, uh, I know you weren't saying I was saying this, but I don't know that it's hoofball. I think the concern I have is it's um, it's quite slow. Uh it's quite laborious. Yeah, agree. Um and it was too it it fell as on Saturday that we were too sometimes it looks alright when you've got the ball. <laughs> But if you, and he said, if you he, just he, said he said after the front, game we moved it quickly. Yeah, Did you hear that? No, we didn't. No, we did, we didn't. He said in his interview after the game we moved the ball quickly yeah. and like we were happy. Maguire was dropping onto the halfway line to pick the ball up. It's like that's great, mate, and you look great because you've picked the ball up in loads of space and you've like popped it off to a centre back. But like, firstly, you're supposed to be playing off the front two, and there's two banks of four, two banks of four in front of you, mate. So that's not really. It looks nice, but. And it's all very well having a ball in front. And we had this, we were, we were getting into, sp- into areas around in the final third. And it was very compressed. We had sort of Willis in there and, and 9 on the right-hand side. And then you had like Gooch dropping in. And you, they were trying to play these sort of wall passes to try and create the opportunities to get in behind. Yeah. But because, of, like you say, the build-up was so slow, we, we, weren't, we weren't committing enough of those defenders to create the spaces to make us effective. Like we've seen against teams like Rochdale and Lincoln where we were three and, and, and Wickham where we batted them in the first half. You know, that it, it just wasn't happening yeah. because, it, like you say, it was too laborious. I know we've talked about this kind of previously, um, but I do sometimes wonder if, like, the empty stadium has an effect on that sort of thing. Like, um, I don't know, like, previously we've had discussions around whether it, it'll it'll help 
because you'll not have people getting on the back. I, I always think that's a bit exaggerated. I think um, I do wonder whether, it, like from both teams, from all teams, and I don't know whether it, it looks um, exaggerated in this division because obviously the skill level isn't as high as when you watch the Premier League. But I, I do feel, I said we we actually talked about this on Saturday, didn't we? I do feel like the the quality in this league from what we've seen so far looks. I thought last season looked worse than the first season we were down here. And based on what we've seen so far, I feel like this season looks even worse than that. But I, I, I think agree. it just looks slow. And I don't know whether that, that is impacted by the fact we're watching it behind closed doors or what, but it just, like, there seems to be, like, a real lack of urgency. And I, actually... Yeah, no, I... Yeah, two years ago, that was good. That was a good stand. You think of some of those players as well, when you had Portsmouth, yeah. Sunderland, uh, Charlton, um, and... Who went Luton. <laughs> Luton. Luton, yeah, yeah. Luton and Barnsley. Um Barnsley. and you look at where you look at where most of those players are now and it's at a it's at a, like the ones who stood out and it's at a higher level than I this, mean, isn't any it? Any of the any of the year we'd we'd probably be that season we would have been you know, six, seven, eight points clear, like when we got to that Accrington yeah. game situation where we'd won that and we, we knacked it up but like we were, you know, a point off second or whatever. With two games in hand, um, at that stage we would have, I think, you know, last year we would have we would have been ahead, and I think this year, if we got to that stage in this league as it is, I think we would be quite far ahead. But again, it's just such a small sample size, isn't it? Three games. It is, I mean, yeah. Last last week, kind of made some comments of like kind of jointly about you know the hyperbole around everything, you know, everyone, which whichever midfielder. Plays a nice pass in the league, the best midfielder in the league that week until somebody else plays a nice pass the following week. You know, people going on about this Clark Harris. I mean, and I kind of jokingly wrote him off in the foot before we started the the season. And like again, it's like it's just it's more the fact that he's half decent, but just remember that his goal against us for Coventry it was his first in twenty seven games. This was only like. 18, 20 months ago, you know, it's not that long ago since we played them in that game, and then, you know, I'm not, and he's not, he's not Ivan Tony like Tony, like is one of the best players we came up against when we've when when we've been down here, so, it, you know, it's 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 more the fact that he's just not a replacement for him in terms of sort of not only in his style of play but also in his quality. Um, and that does is heartening in a way because you think, well, they haven't really replaced for like for like. Um, so it, I definitely like fun, fully agree on the fact that the quality, even after three games, you're looking in it, it just doesn't look as. It, it just feels just a bit more laboured, and I think um, yeah. <laughs> this sounds like I'm digging them out for seeing this, but I think like. Um, like Grant Ledbetter has been one of our best players, and obviously scored at the weekend. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that is because the league's slower and that. But I think um, my concern with him playing has always been if teams have players with pace around them, just naturally he's going to struggle to um, to keep up. But we haven't, we haven't really. I mean, we we were took. Peterborough had that though. They had pace in that position. They did, but I just, I, I just never, I never really. I, to be fair, he was he, he was excellent. He, he did. He did play well. A little bit of anyway. So position it comes into a lot. It's a. Sh- it's a shame for him that there wasn't a crowd there for yeah. when he put that oh, yeah. away. Yeah. 
It's that, that, that I think every Sunderland fan probably thought that when he when he ran away celebrating, it was just a real shame we weren't because let let let's have it right. Apparently that late in the game against Peterborough, the the the, the ground went up. I think when he put what was away. nice for me was to be reminded of like how much it. I know this is again a bit of a cliche, but like how much it can mean to some of them, because I think we've had over this year. I feel like uh, we've kind of had that detached detachment <coughs> from the club again. Not from the players, but we know who. And and I, I watched that, and I, you could tell how much it meant to him. This 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 allowed he's like thirty four year old. He's played he's played at the highest level for years and all that. And then it um it, it it was quite nice to see how much that meant to him and how. And I think that that's another thing. Like I mean, Flanagan's come out and said it. I think he said it over the weekend, and the quotes came out today. But he's basically laid into. I think was it Lewis Morgan's comments about. Um, like a fractured dressing room, and Flanagan's basically come out and said he was talking bollocks. And I, I think you, I think you can tell that. And for all that, I still wonder if we'll have enough to go up. I don't think you can doubt that the group that we've got now is actually very committed, and they do all sit. And look, like I, I was one of the ones who was a bit. Um, Surprised with the McGeady situation and a bit like found a bit exasperating, but if he is the way that some have said, you can kind of understand why there is no way back from if that's the sort of team spirit that they're trying to to build. I mean, we're talking about Ledbetter there, but I think Flanagan, a lot of people forget some of the quotes when he signed. He like understands and gets what it's like to play for Sunderland. Like he said that he knew a few lads down south who went to school with who were Sunderland supporters. And he'd been in the away end at like Craven Cottage and that, like with Sunderland supporters before, and he understood the magnitude of playing for the club. So it's it is nice to have characters like that. But I think in general, Flanagan, I think he's been superb really since the start of the season. I mean, last year he strung together some good performances, but I still had my doubts about him. And when we signed um, Zamajli, um, I was a little bit. I thought Flanagan would naturally come out, but I think you can't drop him on the form he's in. I think he was very good at the weekend, and at the back, like we pointed out, we looked really, really solid and I think that's your three now going forward unless there's any yeah. injuries or suspensions oh, and it's absolutely. really refreshing that we can put the same back five out every week at the moment there will there, and yeah. there will be injuries and the opportunity will come for Jumajli and it'll probably be, you know Bailey Wright's record suggests that he ain't going to get through a 46 game season which is condensed because looking at the fixtures I think next weekend we've got Charlton and then we've got the checker trade in the week not the checker trade sorry the EFL trophy in the week and then we've got another league game, then it's a, a full seven days. But after that, it's um, Saturday, Tuesday for about until Christmas, if you look at the fixtures. Um, so there's going to be injuries and opportunities will come. I know people are desperate to see people like Dan Neal and, and, and Diamond get their opportunities, but it'll come because they'll have to play because you aren't, you aren't going to get... When you're playing... Like I know people like the cliches obviously, you know, you're playing two games a week in this league. It's not like that normally. Every now and then you play a midweek game. It's not but it's not gonna be it's every it's every week. If you look at the fixtures, it's every week from the from the mid October, so it's gonna be intense. I've been wanting us to play a midweek game. I keep ch- checking well, it's the league, league, where's all league, league Cup in it. Where's all these midweek games? It's a league cup because I played um, the first four rounds of the League Cup through September. But, but you know what? It, it, it's good though that we're I think we we we're thinking that as Sunderland fans now as well that I'm looking forward to games coming around, and yes, it wasn't the best performance in the world, but we're winning games, and and I think 
you know, we've always stuck up for um, Sunderland fans when we've been accused of being toxic and the stuff and the like. And I, I do think there was a little bit of negativity, however, around uh, around the result on Saturday. I mean, I love Benno and Barnsley, but my God, oh, Benno you know, on Saturday. I, I, after, <laughs> after that game, and he was saying that was that was just simply not good enough, and that. And Lee Berger kept us in it by making six or seven games. That's just uh, saves. That's just not the case nah, at all. I'm afraid. And Peterborough started well in the first fifteen. They had that Clark Harris chance. What we're saying, you know, he should have possibly done better if we if we were factoring well, the level we're playing at again. Possibly should have done but, better. You should have taken that off. Right. Okay, well, <laughs> let's, let's 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 finish what right, I'm saying. He's as good as Ivan Tony. Um, I think um, you know, and then and then apart from that, they had. A five-minute spell before we scored and a five-minute spell after we scored. Where they hit the bar with just a speculative shot from, like, about a million yards, which that's not, you know, anybody can do that. And it's just it's smashed off the crossbar. And then led bit of clay off the line when it, when it looked off a you score, say, when you, it looked like they were going to score. Are you saying that anybody can sort of hit the bar from distance at the stadium? Uh, you no, know, what I'm saying is, it's an eyes. <laughs> no, not, no um, I'm, 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 I'm drawing attention to the fact that I, it's I, not, I it's too not, have hit the bar from distance at the stadium. <laughs> <I see. laughs> what I'm saying is, it's not indicative of a team playing better than the other team no. because somebody smashes a long-range free kick against the crossbar. I, away from so blatant pedantry, I, I do think it's... Um, I'm somewhere in the middle on this one. I think it's perfectly fine to acknowledge that the performances on occasion isn't the standard that we're maybe expecting. And, Which way you're doing. And, and, when you, and when you support Sunderland and you're in League One, I think you should always be striving for better. Um, because that's the standard and that's what we should be striving for in this league. However, to sit there and say that, oh, well, on Saturday it was an outright terrible performance and I saw some people even suggesting, oh, well, my opinion on Parkinson hasn't changed one little bit based on that. I think that's a nonsense. I think, yes, fair enough to acknowledge that we could do better, but you also need to give credit where it's due and everybody knows that I'm not Phil Parkinson's biggest fan. But as I say, I think that the way we start the season and the way that we've ground out that result on Saturday and we basically put in an exemplary away performance at Oxford the week before against a fancy team, you've got to give them some credit. So, like I say, I know I maybe sound like I'm sitting on the fence a little bit, but I don't think there needs to be this extreme we sometimes see on social media and particularly Twitter where you get the kind of camp that says, oh, well, you're just settling for mediocrity. And then you get the other camp who are saying, oh, well, you're negative if you criticise anything. There needs to be a little bit of balance. And I think, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think, no, I think that's fair. I think, like, look, like, if people are criticising the performance on Saturday, like, I can't necessarily disagree. I didn't think it was great. I, but that being said, like, as we've already covered, I, to, in my opinion, it was an even game. Like, okay, if we don't get that penalty, it probably finishes nil nil. But we did, and it's you can't just you can't just like pick that out and say, well, what if this didn't happen? Because it did happen. Like, we pressed it. They, I don't know what their manager's talking about, man, saying it wasn't no, a penalty. It's just absolute, uh, just a it was, stormwall penalty. You can't was, step across somebody. And, it was blatant. And the, like you, didn't, you know, like last season when we didn't have replays on the stream, you didn't need one this year because you were like, well, it's, it's a blatant penalty. And and I think, like, look, I think there are, there are concerns, but there's also, as I said at the start, like, if we're not playing well and we're winning, then you can you can look at you can look at that the other way as well. And I think to me the the biggest positive of it all, and we did see this for um, after Christmas last year. I know it felt a bit just before the the break, but defensively we just looked we, we do we look really solid. And Gareth's right, we're gonna we are gonna get injuries in that, and it's how we deal with them. But at the minute, like if that if that's the way we're gonna do it, then like so be it kind of thing. If we're gonna have a solid base. 
and look to like Nick Nick Warren or hope our pre, our quality tells then like so be it. We've played two of the fancy teams in the division and we've got six points. So I can understand people who still have concerns. I've still got concerns, but I think the way yeah, I know we've already like you've you've mentioned them, like the way the radio went on on Saturday, I just find it a bit I don't know, I I, I find reactions sometimes like I just find them disproportionate to what's gone on before. Like if we'd Is that is that a dig at Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> I mean he'll not be listening to you, fuck off. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, I d- we'll find out, won't we? We'll find we'll, out we'll on find like, out. Yeah, Tuesday, we'll, Wednesday. We'll get a text tomorrow morning. Yeah. We'll hang on. Yeah, we'll find, out. <laughs> we'll find out. But no, I think like, look, I have not exactly been the most positive recently in that, and for off off the pitch reasons, I'm probably not still. But I think Saturday, it's it's like pick your battles, really. You know, like wasn't a great game. We weren't great, but we nicked it. And to be honest, I don't. I don't really think we looked in much danger. I don't think it was where we, one way we got away with one. I thought it was an even game that we got three points from. And it's like it's like Gareth says, you can't just continually like shift the goalpost to suit your like opinion or agenda on an issue. You can't turn around one week and be like, oh well, we might have played well, but we didn't break them down. We didn't get the goals. And then when we have an afternoon where we don't create as many chances, you can't then turn around and say, oh well, we might have won, but the performance wasn't as good as I hoped. As I say, you've just kind of got to be like a bit like fair-minded, and as I say, like fair enough, criticise when it's warranted, but also praise when it's warranted. I think one player we've not really touched on a huge amount who I thought was outstanding at the weekend was Denver Hume. Yeah, he's um, very good. And, uh, I made the point on Twitter on Saturday night as well that people sometimes criticise his naivety and I think people are a little bit harsh on that anyway because they've got to remember I think last season was his first full season as being like a first choice left back and playing senior football so I think he grew a lot as the season went on and he became a very key player but on Saturday I think he showed a huge amount of maturity to win that penalty and to get in front of the ball and to kind of like initiate the contact and go down it's still a penalty but it's a penalty that he's kind of like earned in a way and I think that he was our best at attacking outlet on Saturday he was the one person who was getting wide and was pulling their defenders and his delivery into the box was much improved so like I say I think he was definitely my man of the match on Saturday his decision decision making on the type of cross that he wants to put in when he gets into the position is a lot better there's a lot there's thought behind the deliveries and different kinds of balls he's putting in Um, and it is like Mickey's saying it's just I think it's a case of playing Playing games and 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 getting there, and now I think he, you know, he's a he's a really talented I, player. I think and like, it's, it's good. It's good. It's he's a good, good player to watch. It's nice when he gets picks the ball up in the on the halfway line, decides he's going to go through the middle and drive in and beat people, takes people out in the game. Like we're talking about before, he obviously he's doing it from deep. It would be nice if we had somebody who could get it you know, between the lines and on the outskirts of the final third and drive through those lines and commit people. But he does commit mid he does commit midfielders and creates those opportunities for other other creative players to get into the game in, in a bit more comfortable positions and try and obviously, you know, either get a shot away or you know, or create something. I think since Parkinson came in he's got a shout to be arguably if if not be best and one of our best players. Because I do feel like the the good run we went through last year, I felt like a lot of it, uh, the vast majority of it came through him and Gooch. I thought they were like our threat, and I thought I, I actually think when 
obviously we had that bad run towards the end of last season. Um, it was because teams figured that out, and I think I I agree with both here. I, th- I think he looks he definitely looks more mature, and I think actually it's pretty positive because I do think the um, the current kind of apart from a really creative midfielder, I think the current glaring gap in the squad depth-wise is at left-back. Um, yeah. So, I mean, because you get some people saying, well, if he's got no competition, I don't think, I don't really think professional, not young professional footballers anyway, I don't think they think like that. I think they, they want to, they don't really care that like they're going to they're gonna play as hard as they can regardless of whether somebody's competing with them. But I think it is, it is promising because obviously this time last year, he, he he started the season and he got taken out, didn't he? Because he he didn't have a particularly good start of the season. So I think the development a year around is great. So I can't wait until we're selling the middles for next month. <laughs> I, I, I think for one for one obvious benefit, I think, of um, McGeady being kind of ostracised from the team since last December, I think it's no coincidence that Denver Hume's form has massively picked up because I think the way McGeady played, always wanting to get on the ball and always wanting to uh, do things. I thought you meant he, he was bullying him there, McGeady. No, 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 no. He, he, cl- he clogged up a lot of space on the left-hand side when um, Hume was kind of trying to make them runs from deep. And I think it's a little, he's a little bit... He reminds me again a little bit of um, what Patrick Van Anholt was when we were in the... When the, the Premier League, because you're not going... Best will in the world, particularly at League One level, you're not going to man-mark a, a full-back or a wing-back. Whereas McGeady would often double up on him, but McGeady never used to utilise that space by kind of playing dead for Hume in. But now Hume, he's able to make those runs from deep and make the overlaps, and we have a lot more space and a lot more freedom down that side of the pitch. So as I say, I think that's definitely helped um, Hume blossom, and I just hope he continues having the season that he does. Shall we um, come back and do a final 10 minutes and just give like maybe a little mini appraisal of the players or something and look at the next couple of fixtures? Because we just need to give a word to our sponsor, don't we? Yeah, do that. Yeah, go on then. I'm queuing, I'm teeing somebody up to give a different spin on. on well, we need to have a break. We have, we need to, you haven't announced the break. You've just said, shall we have a break? Announce break. Okay. All right, well, we'll do that because that's seven shit anyway. Hashtag, so. hashtag announce break. Now that the weather is starting to change and it's starting to get a little bit colder, does anybody have a suggestion where they can go and get some nice court stroke jacket match attire? From the terraces, Stephen, is a, an absolutely tremendous resource for clothes of all weathers. Um, and you are correct in that both Max Power and Carl Power have recently sported the um, the Lambton jacket, a popular choice for many aficionados of the product. So what I would suggest heading over to From the Terraces, um, terrace, at Terraces From on Twitter, from the terraces.co.uk on the internet, um, use the code WMS10 at checkout to receive 10% off your basket. And also, yeah, and, and even also, though the weather is. Go on, sorry, <laughs> go on. No, mate, just, just something I want to add. There's also the, the clear pay option at checkout as well if you want to spread the cost over four interest free payments yeah. uh, yes. fortnightly. It's a good option. De- love you. debt me. I mean. <laughs> It's not really debt, it's just spreading it? payments. No. It's not really no. You're just spreading your is payments. Out. No, Even though the weather is no, I changing, agree. I, I use I use the uh, I use those options um, myself. I was being facetious. Is, is, is though, there an option uh, to buy the, the gear has with, you, with the gear's own money and not pay it I'll back? I'll get this out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. We'll ask Chris. We'll ask him. 
Yeah. So that's maybe it's called the Sunderland, the Sunderland DFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually use, wearing my cargo shorts, even though the weather is just even though the weather is turning. You just use cold. I've, I've tried to say this about four times now. About the fact <laughs> I'm I was wearing going to do a funny shorts, and then. the weather's turning, Could, and then you just all speaking over the top of us. It's a shambles. You've ruined it, Stephen. We wouldn't expect it any other way. I even ruined it. I was going to say you've got to use the code Madrox Ten at checkout in order to to cash in on that offer. There you go. Say, that was quite funny, wasn't it? Like, carry on. <laughs> well, yeah, polos, cargo shirts, they're long sleeve polos, jackets, they're all there. All your terrace wears there, so go and check it out. WMS10 uh, to get your uh, 10% off and listen to the podcast as well, which is really starting to find its way now. Nice little <laughs> Lovely little hair ruffle there, Stephen. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, it is. It's good, listen. It's good, listen. Right. Okay, so let's just do five minutes now. Then we, I want to just Chris had, uh, Mick had brought up uh, Denver Hume there. I just think a couple of players really. I think we should mention all of the ones we haven't mentioned yet because I think I do feel like they deserve praise. Some of these players and and Jordan Willis is just so consistently excellent that he never really gets singled out for praise when when we do these because yeah. it's it's almost like he's set a standard and you just come to you just come to expect him playing to that standard now, don't you? I mean. I, I struggled at, at times. Um, no, he didn't actually. It was it was barely right? He struggled the first game, wasn't it? Yeah. At, at times, so consistently excellent. I think Jordan Willis. Yeah, he's just solid, and he like. I think he's one of the few you look at, and you'd have no issue if he, if uh, if we were to get promoted, you'd have no issue with him starting in the league above. Um, I think. I think we knew that. I think any of the back three, you could, you could say yeah, that yeah, the way about at the moment, the way they're playing yeah, together. I think we knew when we signed him that it was a bit of a coup for this league. Um, and yeah, he's he, he's excellent. <laughs> That's kind of like you say. I think the reason he doesn't get a mention is just because you expect it from him. Like unfortunately for him now, he's probably mostly only going to get a mention if he has like a rare howler. Hmm. Um, Luke 9 as well I think just you know good podcast he did with Frankie wasn't it for the club yeah. and I think um, you know after years of complaining we don't have these players just respecting the commitment he's got to try and improve his game and that's what you want from your players and I know we were saying weren't we um, a couple of us <laughs> I know not everybody agrees that you know that kind of attitude is generally what gets players to to a higher level than this and I think that will happen for him personally as long as he stays injury free yeah well he's, um, cause he's somebody never injured, practically taught himself to play a new position and um, you, you know he, I think he looks absolutely fine in that position it's certainly not a position where you look and thinking right we need a, we need to replace him there at all no. and the fact he gives you a nice little goal for it when he gets forward as well is is a bonus. I thought I thought he was key in um, um, sort of in 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 eliminating Dembele's threat in that first twenty minutes. Um, he, he, he a few times he just kind of stepped across him, just you know, kind of shepherding him away from dangerous situations. Eventually, he kind of had the measure of him down, like him and him and Willis down that right. So you know, and then we never really saw a peep from them for the rest of the game. Um, but yeah, you, you know he's he's definitely got like you say a lot. You know, you we were talking earlier, weren't we, about like using Dean Whitehead as a comparison? In, in you know, I would say that O nine's got a lot more ability than Dean Whitehead had, 
Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like I, you could see, you could see him. He's still got age in his side. A couple, couple more years, you'd expect him to be playing at least consistently in the championship. Mm. Yeah, and I think Rick wanted us to mention that he backed Grant Letter a bit from the start, didn't he? And well, he didn't. He backed them <laughs> from about feel, three weeks. I feel ago. harsh if we don't do it because he he had his back when the, when the rest nah, of us probably uh, that's not true started to write <laughs> him off a little bit. Um, in terms of looking at Sunderland's next few games, and we'll we'll, we'll just wrap things up. I think you know, yes, we we, we are acknowledging that uh, Oxford and Peterborough are two of the fancy teams. Um, a goalkeeping howler aside, uh, Sunderland should have nine points on the board. But Charlton have just been taken over. Lee Boyer, I think, does a really good job there um, under the circumstances. We've got Charlton away, we've got Blackpool at home, and we've got Swindon away, who who look to be doing all right as well. And it's only really after that when we have Crewe at home, um, and even that's followed up by Portsmouth. Oh, I know I haven't started great, but they didn't start great last season. It's... Um, it's- it's not. It's not an easy start. This is it for us, and it's going to tell us a lot about say, this team. It's good, in my opinion, because it will tell us a lot about where we're at. Oh, you got to remember, like last last year, um, we were unbeaten in the first five games. We, uh, I think, we won three, drew two, and that was that was to the backdrop of everyone not being too sure about the manager, and then <laughs> we saw why kind of thing. So I think, um, um, I think having. A toughish start is better. Is better for us, I think. Um... Well, eight games in. So by you know Rochdale and Gillingham is, is a ninth and tenth game. When, when people normally say look at the league table after ten yeah. games, by eight games in this season, we we would have played Portsmouth. We'd have played Swindon away, uh, which I, I think is a, is a team on on the up being promoted. We'd have played Blackpool, um, Charlton, Oxford, um, and Peterborough. Right, in the first eight yeah. games. Of course, the main reason we have to start well is in case the season gets scrapped again. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like an increasing possibility, depending on what you read. Even, you know, so even Charlton and Blackpool the next two games, say they lose to Charlton and then beat Blackpool, that's still two points a game after after five games, isn't it? Yeah. Which is where you, you look to be at, isn't it, for promotion? You say two points a game. So we're on seven. So even three points, you know, after five games would another three points would take us to ten. After five games would put, would put us there. So, you know, I'm not saying I want us to lose, or I'd be happy if we do lose. But we've got a little bit of breathing space already. Um, be interesting to see how the other teams do. I think Doncaster look good on when you look at them on highlights. Ipswich, I'm not convinced because they did this last year as well, didn't they? And then slipped away. I think something that could um, actually benefit us next um, Saturday, obviously Charlton will be really pleased with the news recently over the takeover and stuff, but under normal circumstances, there'd be a really big crowd and a really buoyant atmosphere on Saturday, whereas obviously I think the players will be happy, but I don't think players get too sucked into what's happening off the field, so I think that next Saturday, with there being no crowd, it might actually play into our hands rather than facing like, quite a hostile environment, we'll be able to go there and just play our game. It's alright, Mick, we're into October by then, so we'll have been took over by then, of course, so just, <laughs> just balance itself out. Yeah. <laughs> so ten, 10 games in, we'll be sitting on on uh, thirty points, no, we can't. That's, that's impossible, isn't it? We'll be sitting on uh, we'll be sitting on twenty eight points, and we'll have been taken over. And Will Storm, will come riding on horseback, powered by rich energy. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody anything else pressing that anybody wants to add before we no. we, we wrap it up? Nine. No, I'm good. No, I've been snoggy enough for one okay. night. 
<laughs> okay. Well, uh, the preview show will be back uh, on Thursday where they'll look at ahead in uh, the game in a little bit more detail where we play Charlton. But I think just just try and be positive. And yes, if suddenly um, the results dry up and then you can say, see, I told you so, that performance didn't suggest we were going to do well. Well, you know, that's then great. Then you, you can say, I told you so. But we're winning games at the minute. So let's just continue to be positive. And thanks for listening. 